Hello and welcome to the Good Health Conquest with Concord Biotech. The Good Health Conquest advocates the awareness of lupus and the various types of lupus. The aim of this podcast during the month of May, which happens to be Lupus Awareness Month, and beyond this month, is to educate and raise awareness of lupus. Think about how fatigued and tired you were the last time you had a bad fever or a flu. You would have been completely exhausted by it. Much of that was due to the battle your immune system was fighting. Except in the case of lupus, your immune system isn't targeting a virus. It's targeting your own healthy cells, tissues and organs. For those who suffer from lupus, downtime or off hours can involve the need for long rest periods. Sometimes up to 16 or 18 hours or more of sleep to recover. Given all that rest, a person with lupus can still suffer from debilitating fatigue. Even when treated and observing proper self-care, many people with lupus still experience severe pain daily. Some of the most unpredictable and intense pain is nerve-related from small fiber neuropathy. A message from our sponsors. The Good Health Conquest is presented by Concord Biotech. Concord Biotech is committed to helping raise awareness of lupus, a long-term illness that can leave a devastating impact on lives and livelihoods. This podcast series will discuss the impact of lupus with health practitioners, medical experts, caregivers and sufferers to understand more and on how to actively manage this health condition. The Good Health Conquest is available on all leading podcast platforms. Lupus is an invisible disease. It can affect your skin, joints and organs. And while the person may appear healthy on the outside, on the inside they may be suffering from intense pain. While some may also be dealing with a life-threatening condition. The fact that the illness is not visible makes it difficult for others to understand what exactly the person is suffering from. Even if treated or in remission, many people with lupus still live with severe pain and profound fatigue almost daily. The joint and organ damage caused by lupus cannot be undone. In addition, the disease is a moving target that can flare at any time. A flare is described as when your symptoms get worse and you begin to feel sick. Flares can come and go. Some flares are mild, but others are serious and require medical care. Lupus can be super hard to diagnose. The symptoms of lupus often mimic those of other conditions, which makes it very hard to accurately diagnose. The disease is often mistaken for other illnesses 
by both patients and doctors. Moreover, each patient with lupus will present very different symptoms, making the condition elusive to diagnose. We are in conversation with Vachasamrita, the co-founder of Lupus Trust India, who has a similar story. She was just 13 when she started suffering from joint pain and soreness. She experienced extreme fatigue, joint pain, skin issues and constant fever. She almost experienced symptoms of lupus every day. Her parents thought it might be related to rheumatoid arthritis. And as the pain continued, she consulted a rheumatologist and was encouraged to get several blood tests done, enabling the doctor to identify her symptoms as lupus. This episode is the first in a two-part conversation with this lively young lady who is learning to manage lupus one day at a time. In this episode, she tells us about her diagnostic journey with lupus and how she dealt with her symptoms and how she recognized this invisible illness. I was diagnosed with systemic lupus erythematosus when I was 13, turning 14. Um, we had never heard about this condition, my, neither had my parents. And it was an absolutely alien word, systemic lupus erythematosus. We couldn't even pronounce it. Um, lupus is also known as you know, the great mimicker. It mimics so many conditions like nephrotic syndrome or skin conditions. It is so difficult to diagnose it a lot of times due to, due to lack of awareness, you know. Uh, I have been diagnosed for seven years now and uh, the process of diagnosing for me was fortunately much better than the patient's uh, who normally have a very painful, torturous process. My father had seen the symptoms in rheumatoid arthritis and he said, this looks like rheumatoid arthritis and we did a test and eventually we were directed to a rheumatologist and that's how the diagnosis happened. But uh, it was a painful process, the two months of just not knowing what is going wrong, just feeling sick, having the worst uh, fatigue and I'll move to the symptoms but this is how you know the diagnosis happened and the symptoms initially for me were malar rashes, I had vasculitis and uh, polyarthritis, uh, joint pains, swelling in the joints, I couldn't move at all. I remember sitting on a toilet seat and not being able to get up at the age of 14. I was like wait have I just become a 80 year old overnight, you know, and uh, yeah, and a constant fever, constant borderline fever, like it'll be around 99 and you're, you feel feverish, you feel like you're in just pain, you're so fatigued, loss of appetite and, uh, you know, just, you just are on the bed not knowing what is happening because you're you're almost, you, you, you're just not able to understand. You're not even in cognition. You're just that tired, you know. That is how uh, the diagnosis happened for me. 
and a couple of tests that we all know now fortunately like anti ds dna c3 complement ra factor these were all the initial tests that were done to come to a conclusive diagnosis and uh, and i must say i was lucky enough to have a quick diagnosis compared to the rest and uh, which is why one can say that i haven't had such extreme complications and uh, the reason i'm saying this is just to highlight the fact that early diagnosis is the key to living a healthy and improved quality of life in the case of systemic lupus erythematosus and that is very important so what just how did you know something was wrong what were the early symptoms what one needs to understand here is uh, i come from an extremely educated family my mother was a physics teacher for uh, uh students preparing for entrance exams like je and neat uh, my father was a naval officer who did his post graduation from iit delhi you know uh so education was not the issue here and despite that there was we had no clue what this disease was what was lupus and uh if you ask me how did i know that something was wrong so there are two ways of looking at it now if i try to trace back events i can say from the age of 5 or 6 i all i wasn't as normal as other kids but to cut all that and come to the immediate uh, phase where the diagnosis happened uh, like i said there were uh, a lot of symptoms like joint pain rashes uh, immobility fatigue constant fever i was vomiting and to an extent where i almost vomited blood that was the initial symptoms that's when we knew something was absolutely wrong with me and that something wasn't right and it was a cause of concern and anxiety to my family as well i was in moving from my bed i was spending hours just sleeping in fatigue i was uh, not eating food uh, i lost around 6 to 7 kgs in like 2 weeks time i was not interested in participating in uh, fun activities in at home whether it was a movie or whether it was just cutting a cake on my birthday coincidentally i was diagnosed immediately after my birthday so um there was and it was not cause of any mental issue it was cause i was sick my body was failing and i was in a very critical condition at that point so this is how the initial uh, what do you say that this is the initial sign my body gave as you know that there is something wrong please give it attention it was a it was a cry that my body was you know sending out so if there are symptoms like fatigue joint pain rash in the sun or similar it's best to consult a doctor to enable a diagnosis of whether it's lupus or not that's because an early diagnosis helps prevent organ damage that the illness can cause while it remains undetected learning to live with an unwell body although we all fall ill at some point or the other and recover it is very different for the chronically ill the experience of illness itself may have a negative impact on people's self concept 
as they experience pain, discomfort, changes in appearance and a loss of control over their own bodies. However, the social stigma that comes along with serious illnesses can deal a heavy blow to self-esteem and body image. Many who suffer from chronic illness are often marginalized or pitied, and some are even pilloried due to their ailments. Vaj Samrata, how has been your experience with lupus? For someone in her teens being diagnosed with a disease that has no cure can be frightening. How has life changed since your diagnosis? Are you affected by the behaviors and comments of the people around you? As I mentioned initially, I was diagnosed when I was 13 turning 14. So yeah, I was clearly in my teens. And um, at that point, I didn't even know what lupus was. I couldn't even pronounce uh, systemic lupus erythematosus. It took me almost one and a half years to learn to pronounce it with such ease. Um, well, um, more than frightening, uh, it was, what do you say, with the steroid medication that I was taking, my face just became buffed in like a moon. I had thin body because of the disease and really round, swollen face. Um, fortunately, my parents always from childhood uh, taught me body positivity, so it didn't affect me as much. But when you had people around you coming and saying, hey, wait, your face looks really round or you look really chubby or uh, uh what has happened, like, you look fat, but your body is thin, or, you know what I mean? These are, uh, these are things that would make me wonder, like, then I'd actually go and then see, wait, what, is that really true? And I would try to verify that, you know. So, yeah, and uh, with other patients, I've noticed, especially in teens, it is a big concern to have a moon face, to have rashes. These are aspects that uh, can totally take a toll, especially when society... We do it. We all admire beauty. That goes unsaid. But um, body positivity is not something we are taught. And I totally believe it should be taught from a young age. It's the duty of family, parents, society, neighbors, everyone. Um, and like you said, you know, there's this lack of understanding. And uh, more than for me, it was challenging for my parents. They had to contact. Fortunately, we had a few family doctors. They had to contact them and find out what on earth was lupus. Is the treatment okay? Is steroids bad for her? Is hydroxychloroquine going to damage her? Should we switch to alternate medication? There are a lot of questions. A lot of questions that were very overwhelming. So I think in my case, the lack of understanding would have affected my parents more than me. And with respect to how has it, you know, changed my life... Uh, it's been seven years with lupus, okay? And that's practically a lifelong friend now, right? Um, it has changed my life, undoubtedly. I do not know what life would have been without it because I've been seeing it from a very young age. But if I compare it with other people my age, my friends, um, yes, there is difficulty. There's uh, sudden nausea, the sudden vomiting episodes. I have my infusion sometimes, I may have a repeat biopsy, I might have infections that may require me to get admitted, um, I might feel just 
madly fatigued some days i'm like hey my blood count is fine everything is fine but why am i just so tired i just don't feel like going to that party or i don't feel like meeting so and so person right um so yes that it does take a huge uh, change in life even decisions as to where you want to study what you want to study is 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 what i'm going to study going to help me earn at the same time keep my health in mind so is it a physically straining work is it uh, suiting my uh my physical condition my health so almost everything you decide in life is going to be kind of tweaked by the condition you know and uh, i i don't think we should uh, complain about it because i'm sure everyone has has their challenges so you have to fine tune your decisions based on it but the fact remains that a lot of lupus patients in terms of life are remain unemployed because of stringent work etiquettes that require them to sit in a particular posture or work from home is not flexible thanks to the covid scenario a lot of patients are actually working from home and doing great so um and in terms of patients who are in the marriageable age and taking life decisions you know uh, marriage is a big concern conceiving pregnancy delivery um reproductive health these are things that change life that fortunately um, i don't have to worry about as much but from my observation it takes a huge uh, change in lifestyle and it is initially can be a very uh, i would have to use the word traumatizing process for many people physical experience of illness and the social stigma attached to illness can be humiliating leading to negative psychological effects we need our society and communities to understand that chronic conditions can often cause changes in appearance and body shape which may not be easily explained but we need our communities to be aware and empathetic about the changes that these conditions can cause just because you look healthy doesn't mean you are being chronically ill is a continuous process of balancing the demands of the illness and everyday life however little attention is given to the influence of everyday life on self management the consequences of having a chronic illness on physical emotional and career well-being may also get complicated when people have other socioeconomic or relationship led problems to deal with the biggest challenge most lupus patients face is that they don't look sick and because they don't look it they aren't taken seriously by people around them and when people do realize how serious the autoimmune condition is well they're taken by surprise Watch Samrita has her own set of challenges as she tries to cope with lupus. While she thinks about her lupus every day, multiple times a day, most people in her life don't know that because the disease isn't visible. Being chronically ill definitely involves the most underrated knack of juggling. between the demands of the disease and your daily life i totally agree with that point um whether you are a 15 year old 
whether you're a 18 year old whether you're a 20 year old whether you're a 25 30 35 40 when you're 40 you have challenges of funding your family your kids you have your dependents when you're 30 you're figuring out your uh, income you're trying to make ends meet that that can happen at any age but precisely you're figuring out your job your masters when you're around 25 you're deciding whether should i get married should i have kids uh what should i do can i go abroad and study will my health cooperate when you're 18 you're deciding what am i going to study like am i going to do arts or i'm going to do science these challenges are there with normal students as well but keep in mind the fact that as lupus patients we are trying to uh make sure that the career we choose in the future uh matches well with the physical limitations that we may have and when they are a 15 year old you're juggling between your school challenges uh whether it's homework whether it's partying with friends or whether it's just a uh, sports day every age has its own challenges but where does a challenge get really bad when you're trying to make ends meet when you're trying to get your basic uh income that is when it becomes challenging so let's say from the age of 22 23 to around 40 since lupus affects uh what do you say the youth the young ones more than the old ones it is often very challenging for them to make life decisions the most productive age at lupus trust india we have uh, you know spoken to around 1000 patients across india and we have understood that the biggest challenge is this not being understood or let me rephrase it people often come to us saying hey you don't look sick at all fact of the matter is my kidney is failing fact of the matter is i have lupus cerebritis fact of the matter is i can't move my joints because of arthritis you know i'm in immense pain and it's an invisible in, in Ill, illness whether it's a blessing or not it's an invisible illness it's actually become a curse that you can't see it and there's this lack of belief or trust on the patient or on the person suffering with this uh, one of our founding trustees who's the backbone um he is uh, what do you say 45 years old he has a family he's trying to feed them uh, make sure they're living a good life quality life he's trying to make ends meet with his medication with the medical expenses it has it's a catastrophic uh, health expenditure so these are some incredibly overwhelming challenges it can totally uh, take a toll on one's quality of life and mental health altogether uh, so and even when a doctor writes a prescription or a letter saying that so and so is in, is ill and has a critical and uh, what do you say um very acutely dangerous disease with organ involvement you will see that college principals or professors or school teachers there's, there's this amount of doubt you know despite getting a letter from a super specialist a rheumatologist i have myself experienced it So this is one of the biggest challenges when you instead of trying to improve your health focus on your own peace of mind and all of that you are just trying to convince the world and your people around you because you need help and you need them to accommodate you are just trying to tell them that i am genuinely sick you know like just come see my urine and you might find some blood uh, that's because i have nephritis but i am not just because you don't see it doesn't mean i'm not sick right and that is the biggest challenge i would say that anyone would agree and at lupus trust india to most of the patients we speak to this is their biggest challenge and workplace is not being inclusive for the chronically ill 
um, you know, whether they should be able to work on a beanbag, they should be able to switch positions, they should be able to wor- work from home on a bed. So that flexibility is something without that, I don't think we are moving to an equitable society. It's only going to be uh, very tragic. And these are the biggest challenges that uh, living with lupus can, uh, uh, you know, one will have to face. There comes a point where living with a chronic illness takes everything out of you. How do you work through the burnout and get back to living again? How do you ensure to prioritize self-care? As a continuation of the previous question, you know, where I think I spoke very passionately and emotionally because this has always hurt me deep down. Um, Some days can be really tiring and stressful, undoubtedly. Uh, You're just so tired, you're on so much of medication, you're on so much of treatment, you're tired and and on top of it there's work stress, there's existential stress, stress is always there. Um... How does one prioritize self-care? Firstly, it comes with the people they live around, you know. My parents have always given me the benefit of doubt that when I feel sick, they just blindly believe me. And trust me, when someone gives you that such amount of belief and trust, you one will never misuse it. Um, a lot of times concerned by parents are if how do I yield to my uh, adolescent child when they say they are unwell uh, what if they're lying I say it it is parenting skill number one you can seek help from experts psychologists whatever but from my understanding I was young I was 13 14 but every, every time I told my dad I was sick or my mother they would say it's okay we understand how can we help you would you like to take rest can we cook something that you like? Would you like to eat something from outside? There is instant accommodation. When that happens, I have been taught through example that no matter what in life, I should prioritize my self-care if there's an option that is. And even when there's not an option, it has to be made. Provision should be made. Um, so I am never made to feel guilty when I oversleep or when I haven't been able to contribute in household activities or I haven't been able to come for a family function. That is the start. Secondly, let's say one doesn't have that uh, s- such support system. Um, I think one has to take up stance and and not feel guilty for prioritizing oneself. And one should do whatever needed whether it is uh, taking physiotherapy, whether it's taking psychological help, uh, whether it is, uh, you know, I I say even go to a salon and take a good body massage. Uh, Self-care is so important. I'm speaking like as if I have mastered it. Factually, I have not mastered it. But I would say because of the upbringing and the familial support that I have received, I do not feel guilty when I do it to a large extent. And despite that, there are days I feel so broken and guilty that I see people around me working. My parents are, you know, day in and day out working and and I'm just oversleeping because I'm unwell. There is the sorrow and guilt. But um, if if that sorrow and guilt goes beyond a point and it's eating you up, just like I did, I would recommend you to seek psychological support. And that can help a lot. Let's end the stigma and uh, let's just go speak to a psychologist. And if needed, you will be 
further refer to a psychiatrist so this is very important um, you know prioritizing self care prioritizing self care does not come easy especially when one does not have a support system in which case um, contextually based on situation um, decisions have to be taken with giving utmost priority when you have a chronic illness self care is an important component of all round wellness many who are chronically ill do whatever it takes to get through each day just so they can survive they often find it difficult to prioritize competing demands on their health their time and their bodies and which is why setting boundaries is an integral part of living with a chronic illness and practicing self care lupus remains a medical mystery its origin and cause still shrouded in the dark and because it manifests itself differently with different people it's never easy to track what it will do next we are in conversation with vach samrita the co-founder of lupus trust india she was just 13 years old when she was diagnosed with lupus that was 7 years ago and she's now spent a whole lot of time managing her condition this episode was the first part of my conversation with her and next week i continue this conversation with this lively young lady who is learning to manage lupus one day at a time the good health conquest podcast advocates the awareness of lupus and the various types of lupus the good health conquest is presented by concord biotech i thank you for tuning in and i hope to see you here again next week goodbye